Hi Church, good morning. So good to see you through this wonderful video. I love you guys. And just before we get into the word, I have a couple of jokes. Uh, please don't get offended. <laughs> These are just jokes, okay? Um, a friend of mine uh, joined with me on a Christmas uh, service and the preacher was standing at the door and he was shaking hands. He grabbed my friend by hand and pulled him aside and he said to him, you need to join the army of the Lord. And my friend replied, I'm already in the army of the Lord, pastor. And the pastor questioned, how come I don't see you except at Christmas and Easter? He whispered back, pastor, I'm in the secret service. <laughs> this is a good one. I told you it's just a joke. First woman in space. Houston, we have a problem. What? Never mind. What's the problem? Nothing. Please tell us. I am fine. <laughs> I tell you, these are just jokes. It's just to crack you up a little bit. Wonderful. Now, let's get into the word. Lift up your Bible, your phones that has Bible. I like paper. I'm still old school guy. Lift it up and say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray this morning that you will speak to us. I will step out of your way. The King of Glory will come. Take your throne in our lives. We are not here to do church. We are here to that see that you build your church in and through us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. The title this morning, the Lord put in my heart, and I believe this is not just a word for us now. It is for the word that is that we need to guard until the time that we are designed by God to live here. The title goes like this, Guard Your Anointing. Look at someone and say, Guard Your Anointing. You can get informed by people. You can get instructed by people. You can get inspired by people. You can get impressed by people. But you can't get transformed by people. To get transformed, you need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And this morning, we're going to talk about the anointing of the Holy Spirit and how do we guard this anointing. It's very important. And if you happen to watch this on Facebook, we are premiering uh, at Facebook, on Facebook at 7 o'clock in the evening service. If you are watching this, we welcome you in Jesus' name. And uh, this is for you also. And I want to read this scripture for you. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And this morning I want to prophecy over you. I don't know who is listening. Maybe you're part of the Papa's house family or maybe you just clicked and your news feed on the YouTube came up or in Facebook. This morning the Holy Spirit wants to encourage you. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're going through, the Spirit of God wants to emphasize this to you. The anointing upon you is going to help you to deliver you from the mess where you are right now. You are in the mess. You are in the situation. You are in the tunnel. 
you are in the darkness you think your life is done but the Lord has a good news for you he is saying right now hold on to me hold on to the anointing that I have upon you never give up never despise and I am about to release you to a greater level of a greater measure of Christ being manifested in your life and let me tell you guys what is anointing anointing is God's supernatural power and ability in you to do things that you can never do on your own anointing is God's enablement to live a life of the kingdom anointing is God living in you and is visible to others anointing is bringing the reality of another kingdom to this present world and let me tell you this this is the most important thing each one is responsible to guard their anointing the word anointing basically means it means to smear or to rub <laughs> you know we are thinking as a family of papa's house to have a barbecue uh, evening in our land so that we can have all the social distancing and everything and my brother Peter is one of those top-notch guy in terms of making barbecue and he would prepare the meat the day before he would get the spices put together all those things it will soak in that for at least 12 hours and then he brings fresh charcoal lays it on the grill and then he lays this chicken or any meat and the sizzlingness of the fire already you are salivating <laughs> wipe your mouth with the tissue <laughs> anyway this is what it means anointed means that somebody has smeared you are smeared and rubbed not once but kept on and then release it so that you can continually able to expose that smell that is on you. Wow! It's amazing, right? Imagine God walking with you arm and shoulders and he's rubbing your neck and whispering to you, Hey, what do you think about this? Have you thought about this today? The continuing walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom favor and power and supernatural ability to do things that we can never do on our own my friends too many people and this is where i wanted to get this too many people start very well sadly they don't finish well the reason why because of this they thought they have arrived it based on their performances in other words, they have arrived it based on their gifts, but never realized it is the anointing that put them on that place. In other words, your charisma can take you to the top, but it is the character that keeps you on the top. And we're going to get into this very quickly and I will give you some tips. I believe this is from the Lord, how to guard your anointing and how to watch out for things that we can lose the anointing okay but just before that i want to give you two examples from the bible it's good isn't it it is the eternal word living word and it is the most fabulous word about every word amen so two examples one from two kings actually 
Okay, one guy is called Saul, another one David. And if you read Saul, the life of Saul, if you read 1 Samuel 16, 14, and this is what I wanted to tell you. Saul was anointed by God. He was chosen for a particular reason to become a king over a particular people group, to be an example over a particular nation so that this nation can walk in the ways of God and be a light and blessing to other nations around. Okay, Saul was chosen by God. God anointed Saul through Samuel. 1 Samuel 16, 14 says this. The, it's really, really, really sad verse. 1 Samuel 16, 14. Now the spirit of the Lord has departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. Can you imagine this? A guy was anointed by God and suddenly he loses it. Are you in a place like this? That you started well, but then now you realize you have not, you don't have the same anointing to take you through why God rejected Saul. You have to read 1 Samuel 15. He thought his good deeds will outwork his obedience to the Lord. If you read 1 Samuel 15, the Lord gives him a specific command to go and completely destroy the enemy. But you know what he did? <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. He said, well, I'm going to destroy. But then I looked at the good stuff they have. The lambs and the meat and the cattle and all the precious things. And I'm going to take it for me. And also I'm going to give a good offering to the Lord. <laughs> Listen to me. Good idea does not mean God idea. Good idea does not mean it's a God idea. And when Samuel confronted Saul, you know what he did? Instead of repenting, he justified. Actually, this is for you. All this offerings for you. I thought I would bring. I thought I. It's not God. I. And this is what happens when when you start walking with God and then you realize that you can do it without God is the beginning of losing the anointing. You know what is an anointing? Anointing is like a Teflon coat. You know what is a Teflon coat? Recently, somebody gave me a suitcase. I think I shared this in Papa's house in one of the sermons. Teflon coating suitcase. The Teflon coating suitcase, it's quite expensive rather than the normal suitcases. And this Teflon coating suitcase has got an amazing, uh, some kind of material they put on it that it's waterproof, uh, snowproof as well as snowproof. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all of those lists, you know, and you can literally go on a pouring rain and there's not even a dot of water comes inside the suitcase. Teflon. That is exactly what the anointing of the Lord means. It's God's supernatural covering upon you that, that it helps you to do things that you will never be able to do on your own. And what happens when you think that is, you earned it? 
and then you try to take God's anointing and try to use it in your own way, boom, it disappears. Why? Because the anointing is never earned. Anointing is not taught. Anointing is not copied. <laughs> anointing is not borrowed. Anointing is received by the impartation of the Holy Spirit. So, when confronted, what did Saul did? <laughs> he said, you know what? I just did it for the goodness of God. He lost it. But let's look at another example. I'm running fast because I have a lot of stuff to cover for you guys. You know, the, the, another example is David. David, on the other hand, you know, 2 Samuel chapter 24 from verses 11 to 14. This is something happening there. God gives him a three choices there. Why? Because if you read the previous chapter and you will see some of those challenges, what he is he's going through, he actually got a little bit puffed up. <laughs> That's what happens, right? You know, the children of Israel, they were miserable. They cried out to God. God saved them. They got blessed. They got puffed up. They forgot God. Then the blessings fall down. Curses increased. Then they become so miserable. They cry out to God. This is the same situation. We go through the same. It's just the fall of the human old Adamic nature. Second Samuel 24 from verses 11 to 14. It says, Before David got up the next morning, the word of the Lord came to Gad the prophet. David seer, go and tell David, this is what the Lord says. I'm giving you three options. Somebody say three. Three options. Choose one of them for me to carry out against you. So Gad went to David and said to him, Shall there come upon you three years of famine in your land or three months of fleeing from your enemies while they pursue you or three days of plague in your land. Now then, think it over and decide how I should answer the one who sent me. <laughs> Imagine this. You're going to your, your prime minister or your president and you're standing there. You're saying this, 333. What is 333? Three months, three years of famine or three months of fleeing from China? <laughs> I don't know. Or three days of plague. And this is what a beautiful verse. This is one of the most beautiful verses. And verse 14 says this. David said to Gad, I am in deep distress. Let us. Look at the humility he carries. This, is the, this shows that he's aware of the anointing that he carries and he doesn't want to lose it. Let us fall into the hands of the Lord for his mercy is great. But do not let me fall into human hands. The contrast of Saul and David lies here. Saul thought I did something better than the idea of God. Here David recognized my idea is a mess. Let me fall in the hand of God rather than in the hands of the people. My friends, I want you to think about this. Take a moment to think about this. How many times we have taken something that God gives us for his glory to be used, but we have turned it around for our own purpose. When confronted, 
David did not justify but repented and ready to fall in the hands of God. Wow. When I think about this, I am so thrilled. And I am in this phase of my life right now that I am, I don't care about anything. I don't care about people. I mean, I do care. Don't get me wrong. That's, I love you guys. What I mean by that, I don't care about the opinions of people. What do I care is to see the anointing God keep on smearing that I will ooze out his smell, his fragrance, his glory, his presence, his manifestations of power whenever anybody come in close contact with me. That is my prayer. And it starts first in my home, in my life in my neighborhood, in my friends. It's not just on Sunday to give you a good teaching and a couple of jokes and points that you feel like I have done church. No, my friends. Turn with me to Matthew 25. From verses 3 to 11, if you read the story of the five virgins were excluded from the wedding party because they had no oil in their lamps. Anointing breaks the yoke. We can impress people with program, but only the anointing of the Lord, we can impact them and see them get transformed. Why I'm telling you this? These five girls, they were virgins. They were beautiful. They were selected. But they didn't carry the anointing. They didn't carry the oil that they needed. And they, when the time came, they went to these Another five girls, they were also beautiful, wise, and they were also uh, virgins and they were prepared. And when they came and asked, can I get some of yours? And many times this is what we do. We try to linger on someone else's anointing and thinking that will one day bail us out. I think I've shared this to you, if you don't remember, I'm going to say it again. Um, there was a guy who comes to church very occasionally, rarely. And one day the pastor asked him, my man, your wife is being a sober, uh, very uh, uh, sincere uh, uh, member of the church. Uh, she devotes her life to the Lord. Well, how about you? And <laughs> he said, uh, you know what? Pastor, I don't need to worry. My wife, she's a devout Christian. When she goes to heaven, she's going to grab my hair and go. <laughs> the pastor is like, really? <laughs> a few months down the road, this guy lost all his hair. And occasionally he came to church. He was bald, like as if like you can build something on it. And, and <laughs> the pastor looked at him and said, this is going to be very difficult for your wife. It's going to be a slippery road. <laughs> and that's the thing. We always think, my grandmother is praying. My pastor prayed for me. My pastor released a word of the month. <laughs> you know, that's why we don't do, release the word of the month. Yeah, have you noticed? I, I never release a word of the month. Why? Because we have taken this Bible and in Tamil they say, Kuri you know what does it mean? Which means we have taken this Bible and we kind of twisted it for, for what is needed for us. 
<laughs> word of the month. I don't give you word of the month. Why? This is the word. Eat it. <laughs> you know, William Carey never had the word of the month. From this day, I will bless you. But he translated Bible to 40 languages. He was the one first helped start savings account. CT started. Never had the word of the word of the month. It's October. A double portion is coming. No. He went as a missionary to Africa. Hudson Tyler to China. Amy Carmichael. 55 years served the Lord in Donauer. You know, Amy Carmichael used to have Amy Carmichael as blonde but brown eyes. When she was little, she used to pray to Jesus. Jesus, make my eyes blue. So she would get up in the morning and she'd look in the mirror and it'll brown. But then she went to India and the Lord called her. You know, she wants to go to China after listening to Hudson Taylor, but the board, missions board said, no, go to India. Cut the long story short. She arrived to India. She saw this tremendous injustice. She started rescuing people from the prostitution. Devadasis, you might have heard this. And she could not go into the temple like that. So she would wear saris. And at that, that time, there is no L'Oreal parade to change your color of your hair. She would take the carbon and apply it. You know, charcoal and apply it. She would take the coffee powder and put it on her skin. Mm -hmm. We Indians, we are born with coffee. Anyway, so, and then she would do this for more than 50 years. And she rescued a thousand women. And she started school, orphanages, all hospital, everything. And one day in a late, how can I say, uh, a late, uh, uh, late 50s, uh, she was uh, standing before the mirror, looking at her eyes, still brown. And she heard the voice of the Lord, Amy, this is the reason why I have changed the color of your eyes. She had the sari, her skin was brown, had the hair all black. She looking at the mirror and she saw the brown eyes and the Lord said, this is the reason. My friend, why I'm telling you this story? Because anointing breaks the yoke. Anointing is what God gives to us to do things that we can never do on our own. Our God is the Lord of equal opportunity. For Him, it doesn't matter what background or parents or family or color or gender or education or ability we have. The only requirement is, are we available? Now, let's get to the subject. How can we lose anointing? I wrote down five things. How can we lose anointing? We're going to quickly go through this and I'm going to give you another five points how to guard your anointing. It's going to run quickly. Take notes, please. If you're not taking notes, take notes. At least take a screenshot of this points that's coming up there. It's going to be helpful. Chew on this. First one, how can you lose your anointing? Disobedience. Good example, Saul. Disobedience. You can lose your anointing by disobeying. Let me tell you, partial obedience is still disobedience number two fear of man Saul you know what happened he had this opinion of people the it's like he wants to he wants to do things on his own and he was like he thought that he might have had an argument or or a thought with people and his commanders would have said 
king, these are good stuff. We don't need to kill this. Take it to the Lord. Give us a sacrifice. <laughs> you know, when we registered the land, uh, the government price and the market price was another far, very far. So the guy who prepared the document, he prepared it for the government price. But we couldn't do that because we paid the market price, which was so many times more than the government price. So I told, I, this is what I paid him. Now I want to pay tax. I want to buy the stamp papers for this much money. He looked at me and he said, Hmm. You know what I said? What he said? This is what he said. You married a foreigner and because of that you have so much money and you don't realize the value for it. And then he said this. If you could have taken that money that you are paying for the stamp and given to the poor, you would be more blessed. You know, for a moment I thought, that sounds a good idea. But then the Lord told me, as I was having this conversation, good idea does not mean God idea. I said to him, sir, thank you so much for your offer, but we're going to pay this for the stamp duty. My friends, fear of man is actually rooted in, 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 in a sense like you don't want to hurt the opinion of people. People-pleasing mentality will, can be only overcome when you know that your goal in life is to please God. Number three, untamed passions. Samson is a one good example for their untamed passions. And this is the thing. God chooses a person not because that person is perfect. God chooses that person because that person is available. And God pours his anointing. And then that person as they come, grow, 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 instead of submitting to the leadership, people around them, to keep them accountable, what happens? They just unchecked powers suddenly the untamed passions keep on rising and then last they lose it all. What's your untamed passion? I'm not just talking about sex or lust. I'm talking about every area of your life untamed. What are the passions? Is gossip an untamed passion that you, you have to say something about somebody? Is being critical is untamed passion? Is gluttony an untamed passion? Alcohol is an untamed passion? Or workaholic an untamed passion? You think you will get it all by doing this and this and this. What is your untamed passion? Bring it before the Lord. And number four, and this is a very shocking thing. Pride. Pride. And I wrote down a few things here and I want to share with you because this is going to really uh, make you feel uncomfortable, but it's okay. My goal in life is never to make you comfortable. <laughs> pride. The root of pride is a lack of wisdom. You know what does that mean? That means uh, that you think you have arrived on your own. And, and 
this is this is the uh, crazy part about pride because people think pride is pride is something that they uh, they think like oh man i am i am a very humble brother message was good ah oh, yeah the curry you made was so good that is not that, that is not humility humility is not denying your strengths humility is basically being honest with your weaknesses and there's a lot of signs for a prideful person the number one sign is unteachable they are unteachable they are defensive you can't correct them they are argumentative they are critical they are legalistic they won't submit to leadership they need excessive credit or praise or admiration they are they are self reliant they have this grandiosity mentality i'm a superior what i do is it's like gladiator what we do here on earth echoes in eternity they are workaholic they believe the work gives their self worth even more dignified they are self centered egocentric self absorbed they are boastful and arrogant they are not interested in other people highly sensitive you can't even joke with them they are like oh or devan manushan kitta idellam pesugireenga highly sensitive envious you know the envy fear all these things they will always look for whatever information they need and they will gather all those informations and bring it to your mind to validate their existence but we don't really deal with that why because we wanted to cover it up because we it's kind of a messy stuff <laughs> and the list goes on a lot of stuff but i thought i'll just mention few things for you to really think about it pride pride can cost your anointing number 5 unwilling to take the cross and follow jesus every day live a life of a living sacrifice in the old testament you take the sacrifice you go in the new testament you are the sacrifice and this is the temple holy spirit lives in holy body now time is running and i want to cut this come to the conclusion of the message how do we guard our anointing how to guard your anointing number 1 constant relying on the holy spirit and rejecting every self reliance constant relying on the holy spirit that means it's like lauren cunningham says this so beautifully he says this i lean on jesus when he moves i fall down wow number 2 being always in the awareness of the holy spirit being in the being a presence carrier than a performance carrier that you are always 
the awareness you know what is a devotion to god means this is what devotion to god means constant awareness of god's presence you are in the middle of a mess but still you are in the constant awareness of god's presence why because you are seated next to him ephesians 2 having a constant and consistent conversation with the father with jesus constant and consistent conversation it's not a monologue it's a dialogue and then intimate private worship to the lord in spirit and in truth that's called devotion we think devotion means some kind of stuff on the head that's called pious you know what is a pious externally showing a reverential thing to somebody who is superior to you but then you can be unpious but a devoted man is someone who is constantly absorbed in the presence of god being always aware in the presence of the holy spirit number 3 willing to pay the cost that means letting aside what seems good and pleasing to you at the moment for a greater cause willing to pay the cost willing are you willing to pay the cost today there are so many choices for you but you choose today i am not going to get into this conversation i am not going to talk about this person i am not going to look at this program i am not going to listen to this i am not going to pay why because what i do now and what where i am going it's i can't afford to lose where god is taking me so i can't do this it's going to cost me number 4 unwilling to participate in any conversation that hurt the holy spirit think about that for a moment you know we in tamil we say chumma and maybe in malayalam telugu i don't know the words are there but it's it's so easily chumma 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 or kada chumma or poi chumma or balayattu chumma or chumma 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 life has become chumma let me tell you guys i want to encourage you unwilling to participate in any conversations that hurt the holy spirit helps you to guard the anointing amen i'm not going to talk about my brother in many is not here i'm not going to i'm not going to talk about another ministry another church <laughs> i told you i'm not here to give you ear tingling words sorry wrong place <laughs> number 5 the last one remembering being remembered being anointed is a privilege not our right let me tell you guys being anointed is a privilege not our right amen what does that mean that means that we didn't earn it it's not because we we kind of worked it out 40 days fasting and prayer boom 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 god is like ooh he's doing all these things let's throw this bucket of anointing <laughs> no 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 it is a privilege 
to co-create with God. It is a privilege to hang out with His presence. It is a privilege to bring His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. It is a privilege. This evening, I want to pray with you that you and me will guard this anointing and we will do everything in our possible to secure this. Why? Because where God is calling us and where God is taking us and where God wants us to conquer, He cannot conquer through us if He has not conquered us first. We can't bring the life of Jesus to others when we have not embraced His life. We can't be His voice to the nations when we have not listened to His voice. We can't be a healing to the nations when we have not embraced the healer. It's not your own gifts. It's not your own charisma. It's not your own little uh, cute statements. It's not your little here tricks and gimmicks. That's all. I, that's why at the beginning I read this to you. I don't know whether you remember this. You can get informed, instructed, expressed, in, inspired. But you can never transform either yourself or others other than the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, this evening, somebody watching in the evening service, pray with me. And this morning, if you're watching this with me in the morning, pray this with me. Holy Spirit, I need your anointing. I need to guard this precious presence of yours. I can't let go of this for the sake of temporary moment of happiness. I can't lose the eternal perspective that you have for me and through me. Help me, Lord, to bring my passions into your authority. Help me to bring my pride. The Bible says, you humble and God will exalt. God will honor. Help me to Bring those pride, the untamed passions, the fear of man, the disobedience, unwilling to take the cross because it's inconvenient for me. I bring this all to you, Jesus. I bring this. I don't want to lose the anointing. Help me, Lord. Come on, cry out, church. Cry out. Say, God, help me to constantly rely on you, Holy Spirit. Help me to be always be aware, completely walking in the devotion of the Holy Spirit. Help me to pay the cost. Doesn't matter if I'm alone. Doesn't matter you and me or majority. Help me to not to participate in any conversations that's going to hurt you. And help me to remember that being anointed is a privilege, not a right. Daddy, help us. Help us to guard this precious anointing. Help us that we will be ambassadors, represent you to this world in such a way that people can witness the glorious hand of God in and through our lives. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you. Amen.
Jesus' name.